0: Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. President Biden says the U.S. is infected with the poison of white supremacy. Nine in ten voters are gravely concerned about the country's future. Gas prices hit another record high. A new survey ranks the best places to live in America. Also ahead, are we safe? from terror killers. But first, Joe Biden warning the nation about the dangers of white supremacy, the president speaking in Buffalo after a racist gunman killed 10 people there, all African-American dead. Said Mr. Biden, quote, white supremacy is poison. We must refuse to live in a country where black people grocery shopping can be gunned down by weapons of war deployed in a racist cause, unquote. The mass murder was, indeed, unacceptable, but the president is politicizing it. A survey from Fox News finds 87% of voters are extremely worried about the future. Biggest issues, inflation, immigration, crime, the economy. Just 28% think President Biden's doing enough to lower prices. Two-thirds believe the president should do more to solve the nation's baby formula shortage. Experts say that crisis could drag on from four to six weeks. Fuel prices hitting record highs eight days in a row. The cost for a gallon of gas rising 30 cents in the past two weeks. Economists blame the spike on Wall Street troubles and inflation. The national price for gas now stands at $4.55 a gallon. That figure tops $6 in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Hawaii. Filling up the average car in California could set you back $120. U.S. News & World Report ranking the most livable towns in America. Cities are judged by income potential, pollution, access to health care, life expectancy. Top five, San Jose, California, Boulder, Colorado, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Colorado Springs, and number one is a surprise, Huntsville, Alabama, the least desirable town in the USA, Detroit. 45% of folks in the Motor City live below the poverty line. In a moment, terror danger. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Are we safe? Domestic terrorism, like the Buffalo mass murder, are a constant now in the USA. But overseas terrorists have not hit us in a while. Here's why. Shortly after the 9 11 attack, Congress passed the Authorization for Use of Military Force Against Terrorists Act. That law allowed the President of the United States to, quote, use all necessary and appropriate force against those nations, organizations, or persons he determines, plans, authorizes, commits or aids in terror activity." Unquote. That is a powerful law that gives the chief executive, the commander-in-chief, the power to assassinate. President Barack Obama reauthorized the law in 2015, expanding it to include ISIS. His administration also issued guidelines for using drones to kill people. Example, President Trump ordered the death of Iranian General Soleimani near Baghdad on January 3rd, 2020. Nine people, including five Iranians and four Iraqis, died in that drone strike. It was a hellfire missile triggered from space that obliterated Soleimani. And you can read all about what happened in my new book, Killing the Killers. Right now, there are 70, 70 designated foreign terror organizations, and we could obliterate them at any time. Another 20 have been crossed off the list for various reasons. Biggest groups right now, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, Real Irish Republican Army, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard, and the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, South America. Now, a few years ago, President Trump broached the idea of designating the Mexican drug cartels as foreign terror organizations. That classification would allow the USA to use drones and other weapons to attack the cartels. The president of Mexico did not want that, but that should be done immediately as the Mexican drug cartels are killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Based upon my research, the USA should be reassured in general. We have awesome surveillance and weapon capabilities. Foreign terrorists fear us. As for domestic terrorism, it is still largely undefined. You heard the left run around screaming about white supremacy. Well, the FBI is in charge of that, monitoring the neo-Nazis. They do exist, but are they an organized threat? We have not seen evidence of that. However, we do have open borders in this country now, and it is easy for terrorists to get in here. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. If you would like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the World Reserve Not know. 161 years ago today, a newspaper published a scathing article about the First Lady of the United States. An anonymous reporter accused Mary Todd Lincoln of interfering in government business, verbally abusing her president husband Abe, and even having an addiction. Here is the story of Mrs. Lincoln. On May 18, 1861, exactly one year after Abraham Lincoln was nominated as the Republican presidential candidate, a small California newspaper launched a vicious attack against the First Lady. An unnamed journalist with the Humboldt Times claimed Mrs. Lincoln was appointing federal officers because she was, quote, smitten by their handsome features. The writer also questioned Mary's physical appearance, suggesting her hollow cheeks and sunken eyes could only be caused by substance abuse. The allegations were entirely fabricated. President Lincoln, consumed with the looming Civil War, offered no official response. In reality, Mary Todd Lincoln remains one of the most interesting first ladies in American history. Her life was marked by tragedy. Born to slaveholders in Kentucky, she battled severe bouts of depression from an early age. She would eventually grieve the loss of three children and her husband, who, of course, was assassinated. During the Civil War, both North and South labeled Mary a traitor. She suffered severe mood swings, constant headaches, and a blood condition that caused her to appear excessively pale. Some White House staffers claim she was delusional and often talked to herself. Following the death of her youngest son in 1871, Mary's behavior became even more troubling. Four years later, the former first lady was institutionalized at a private mental hospital in Illinois. She soon attempted suicide by consuming a large amount of opium. Mary Todd Lincoln was then released into her sister's custody a year later. On July 15, 1882, exactly 11 years after her youngest son died, Mary collapsed at her sister's home, lapsed into a coma, and died the next morning of a stroke. She was 63 years old. A very sad life. Back after this.